What's up, guys? Before we start today's show, I just want to remind you, if you are stuck in your business, can't get your following number to move, can't get your sales numbers to stay consistent or pass by a certain level, you might just need a little bit of extra advice that you're not going to find from podcasts and YouTube. You need more individualized advice, and I would like to lend you a hand. For any of you that listen to this podcast that would like a free 45-minute consultation call with myself, I'd be happy to speak with you personally, okay, not someone on my team. You and I will speak for 45 minutes about your business, what you're doing marketing-wise, and I will make as many awesome suggestions as I can make to you in that call and uh, get a bunch of questions answered. This has been quite uh, groundbreaking to uh, most businesses that take me up on this offer. I mean, to speak to me about this for 45 minutes straight, to, to speak to anyone that actually knows what you're doing in your business and not your parents, you have no idea what you're doing, your friends who are like, oh, that's cool, cool idea, and have no idea what you're doing, you're just going to get wrong advice all day. But if you come on this call, I guarantee you, if it's not the most productive 45 minutes that you've had the entire year, the entire year, I would be shocked. So take me up on this complimentary call. Book it now. Uh, it's just the next two weeks that I have the availability set for. So grab a time, and uh, I can't wait to speak with you. No strings attached. Of course, I won't stop you if you want to buy further things from me. But if you're like, look, I just need this call because, man, I am stuck, and I can't afford anything else, book it. I don't care. I will help you out, my friend. Let me make you the money to be able to afford me, even if it not be right in the moment. So book a call. And uh, can't wait to speak with you. What's up, guys? Welcome to Social Media Entrepreneurs, a podcast designed to help you become a full-time entrepreneur by leveraging modern-day social media strategies. I'm your host, Derek Vidal, and on today's episode, we are talking about a crucial skill set to entrepreneurship success, and it is not something you have likely heard spoken about before, and I'm going to come to you with some examples and a lot of reasonings of why this needs to be one of your biggest priorities if you're going to be having success long term, okay? So uh, yeah, if you don't know who I am, just real quick, my name is Derek Fidel, founder of socialbamboo.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the show because there are episodes every Monday and Thursday that will teach you the ins and outs of social media strategies, entrepreneur mindset, everything you need to become a full-time entrepreneur. That is the major goal on this podcast. But even if you're already a full-time entrepreneur looking to scale, you're gonna get some good information. So in today's episode, we're going to first be talking about wisdom, but I will tell you that wisdom is not the trait that we're going to be talking about because there is actually a trait that is predecessing of this wisdom that you need that no one really talks about uh, to, to the level that we really need to because it's so freaking important, guys. So let's talk about wisdom first, and then I will do the big unveil of the real trait that you need to have. So personal wisdom, why is this so important in entrepreneurship? The reason why 
is because as you know, there are so many people out there that will try to sell you uh, different programs on different marketing strategies. And that's not to say that that is bad in it of itself. It just means there's a lot of options and there's a lot of options that are not good ones for you to pick. Even if they have a successful marketing strategy that's worked for them in one business, to say that it will work the same in your business is a totally different thing. And, and before we can ever understand oh, that marketing method worked for your candle e-commerce business, I'm sure it would work the same for my uh, you know, digital coaching business. Before you have the wisdom to know what what skip, what uh, marketing campaigns can be interchangeable between these different businesses or what advice that you can take from people, you have to have personal wisdom. And this has to be, ranked in your category above analytics. And this is where a lot of people, uh, you're not able to do it, right? If you don't have personal wisdom, you have to go more off of analytics and stats out there. And it seems like, well, why wouldn't I go off of stats? Like, why would I go off the personal wisdom of just me as one person rather than trusting all of these statistics out there? And the reason why is because statistics are so made up most of the time to support a narrative that if you have that be your guiding light over your personal wisdom, you're going to make a lot of wrong decisions. Okay, so if you are, uh, let, let's say that you are making a decision about which social media platform should you be on, and you look up some stats on which one has the highest reach. Okay, so you're like, oh, it looks like TikTok has the highest reach. So our business should be there, but it doesn't factor in that you have not been a TikTok user. You don't really understand how it works. It's not really your preferred platform to be on. You get lost, uh, and every time you go on there, you just waste so much time scrolling the feed, and you just love Instagram, and, and your content does a lot better on there. You've been posting on both of them, and your content does better on Reels. What do you think you should listen to? What you're seeing, your own results, or the fact that, oh, according to this 2022 social media analytics post from Social Media Examiner, the reach on TikTok is more, and there's more uh, plus 30-year-old users added on that app last year than any other app, and like, let me go just off of this. You're going to make the wrong decisions. And this, I want you guys to apply to everything in, in your life. Honestly, uh, this is the show that we just talk about social media and entrepreneurship, but I would like to extend this lesson, if you trust me on this one, to apply to your entire life. And that means that if you have a lot of personal experience uh, in anything, and then some kind of stat comes out that uh, the government puts out or maybe your own political party puts out or someone that you trust and they just, well, according to this survey of this many people, blah, 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 the, you're wrong. What, what you've seen in your personal life, we can just go ahead and dismiss that because even though it's proven true to your own eyes, the source that doesn't have any incentive to lie to you, we, who is a source that has an incentive to lie to you, would like to tell you this based off of our statistics. And it might sound like, well, Derek, how can you even argue? If someone's got like a survey of 500 people and they found this and it goes against what I've seen, uh, they win, right? Like th that's conclusive evidence. 
what I would like to share with you is that me, as someone who has done analytics for social media before, and I've looked up stats to find, uh, like like one of them that I did, I did a, an episode on like Reels tips. It was like called like three Reels tips, and it was like in the early 200s. And I talked about how a lot of successful viral posts out there have text at the top of the reel or the TikTok versus the middle or the bottom. Like, so at the very start, when they say like, hey, three three tips to level up your Instagram, that text would be at the top. And that is more associated with posts that do well. And while I was trying to go out there online and look for some stats that would maybe support this or or rule against it i couldn't find any so i had to make my own stats so what i did is i sat there and i said i'm gonna go through 200 posts and i'm gonna analyze uh you know where where they are and then as i started going i'm like well i should pay attention to just the viral posts let me let me set the marker for only posts over ten thousand. and as i was going there were so many times where it was like oh this post has 9700 likes and the text is at the top of the feed should I count it or no? And there's just, there's so many little gray space area that it's not even like the question of the morality of the person doing the analytics, although it is a little bit, but it's also like the narrative they're looking to support. And the narrative I was looking to support was text at the top of the post does better. And I definitely saw way more evidence for this than the text being anywhere else. But it was just crazy. I remember my thought process on it of me thinking, I can literally just draw this line anywhere I want to make this survey appear differently. I'm really in control of these analytics. As the person putting them together, there is a lot that you can do to just draw lines at different places, have different rules, skip some analytics just because or or whatever, and, and you can totally rule it out of why you should even And it's so easy to mess with those analytics to display any way you want. Another example, I remember being back in college and we had to put out a paper that was a negative position piece. So something that is just very controversial and and isn't the general narrative that people agree with. And uh, I went to Colorado State University, which is praised as one of the most green schools there is like very energy efficient and uh and did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear how can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients can we be healed with sound sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives In the podcast Audio Branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. You know, just the works, like... um... They, they don't produce very, very many greenhouse gases and, and everything. They're just one of the most uh, uh, carbon-neutral schools out there. And I wanted to put together a paper about why they're actually not. And I, I went to researching, and it pretty much turns out like 90% of the data out there you're going to see is that CSU is legit, very green, and the carbon emissions compared to a lot of other schools is super low. Just, you know, across the board, these guys are one of the top 
probably 5% schools out there for energy efficiency. However, there was still 10% of articles that I could find that had data that was still like positive about CSU, but I could kind of just like spin it in a different way and I could present it how I wanted to. And I made an entire speech about how CSU is not a green school. And if anyone just consumed that piece of information from me, they would be completely bought into that that narrative. And even I, as the writer, didn't even believe my own narrative. I was just doing it for an assignment as an, uh, a controversial opinion piece. And I was like, how easy is this to just go look for stats that support my narrative and then do that? And that's why you guys need to be very firm that your personal experience in entrepreneurship and in life outweighs stats. Okay, analytics, things that people bring to you. Oh, well, what about this? You know, it, it's it's brought to you by someone who had an incentive to lie to you and did it is what is mostly going on. And that's why you can really be led down the wrong path if you don't let your true northern light be your own personal experience. Let's talk about another reason why this is important in regards to day trading. When someone is going off of the analytics when trading stocks or crypto, those analytics are a reflection of the present moment or a little bit behind it. And in order to uh, successfully trade, you need to be able to predict the future. And if you are always just saying, oh, what's the volume? What's the current price? Uh, and what's the news, right? Like anyone who's been into trading, you know that the news is like is once it comes out like a second after the news is published it is now old news if you wanted to be in on that rise uh if you wanted to take part of the positive news that you're seeing about a company in the news that is something that you would would have already have needed to buy before that news came out and then that news came out and then you're like okay awesome i hit i i did it the right way right so if you're someone who's always looking at the stats Analytics can't be made about the future. They ha That's why only your personal wisdom can be what determines the future and, and going off of that. So um, uh, one more example I'll give is with fantasy football. I'm pretty damn good at fantasy football because I just give it so much attention. How could I not be? Uh, uh, it, it's my guilty pleasure when it comes down to spending a lot of time on like thinking about something that's not business or marketing or I guess it still can make me money uh, but I, I absolutely love fantasy football and the only losing season that I have in the last eight years uh, in this one league like this one league I just usually do really really well at least make it to the playoffs the only season where I was second to last, I've never even been in the bottom like three or four before of these leagues in my life. And I'm in like two and, and this year three, like I've never been in the bottom. The only year that I was second to last place is the year that I said, you know what, let me just, I'm going to just trust the analysts. I'm, I'm going to disregard what I've seen, what I know about my team, what I, what my decisions I feel like are right. And I'm just going to blindly go off of this uh this podcast rankings okay so i one of my favorite fantasy football podcasts i bought their uh like draft package on like here's the guys to draft like the order that you should do it 
And even though I hated some of these players, I'll mention Joe Mixon. All right. For those of you who know fantasy football, Joe Mixon is the worst running back in the NFL by far. Okay. The worst starting running back in the NFL. And it's not even close. The reason why he gets such a high ranking in fantasy football, because he gets so much volume. All right. So he just gets ranked so high from all of these analysts. And if you watch him, He's so bad at running the football, he touches one guy and just instantly falls over. Like, he can't do anything. He just gets the ball so many times that he's bound to get a touchdown uh, eventually and get some points and then make him rank high in analysts, right? That's my little rant on Joe Mixon because he's burned me in the past and it pisses me off. And I said, all right, I don't like Joe Mixon at all. My eyes tell me he's a horrible running back, but um, hey, he's ranked higher. And I'm going to take him, and, and then the next pick, I did the same thing. I took someone I didn't want to take, and, and I just did the whole draft based off of them. And, like, none of it is what I wanted to do, but I said, you know what? These guys' full-time job is just analyzing fantasy football all day. I should probably trust them. And that was the only losing, like, totally, like, I was, like, second to last. I was, like, three wins on the year, okay? It was bad. Uh, and... um you know, I was like, all right, I, I'm done trusting anyone's fantasy football advice outside of my own because my own wins me very consistently. And me taking the advice of some people, even though their whole life is about this, they don't know my exact team. They don't know what who I should be starting and sitting just because they had a, a news article came out that says, hey, this guy is maybe a good person to start this week. They don't know who else is on my team. So start over who? Like, there's just so much to it. And um and that was just another example where I was like, every time I rule in favor of analytics over my personal wisdom, it's a loss. And it's a painful loss because you know that you should have done something differently. So wisdom is obviously a very personal, uh, important trait to have. And personal wisdom, that's why I mix up my words there. And I encourage you guys to take as much action as possible. And when you're newer in entrepreneurship, just know that your decisions won't be based off as many things. So you'll be more likely to be wrong. But the more experience you have, the more uh, coaches that you work with and and mentors that you find, and, and mostly the amount of action that you put into your business to teach you things about your business specifically, uh, will be your biggest benefit to your success in the in the long run. So um, j- just know that you'll get better and better at making decisions over time, and that comes with wisdom, which can only come from experience. Now, what would be my definition of wisdom? Wisdom, I define as remembered experiences. Remembered experiences. I have a grandmother that was recently di- diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And she could be the best businesswoman in the world in her past. And now this Alzheimer's has made it that her experience is no longer learned, remembered. And that makes it so it doesn't really matter what you've done. You could have all the experience in the world. You could have a super high IQ. If you can't remember your experience, it doesn't work. It doesn't apply to your future. And that's why memory is one of these traits that I've seen be very consistent with successful people. Now, here's the good news. I know what you just said. Some of you out there said, I have a terrible memory. I'm screwed. Guess what? Memory is something that you can make an active process to get better at. And it's just so funny how many people 
Don't think like that. They're like, oh, you either remember it or you don't. Okay, let me give you uh, an example. When I meet someone and they say, oh, my name's Matt. Do I just say, oh, hi, Matt, I'm Derek. And then that's it. No, that's why no one can remember names out there. Everyone's so bad with names. I crush it. If, if I've ever met you, the chances I remember your name are super high. And I freak people out. I can tell you most of my friends' phone numbers. All right. So I have a really gifted memory as it is. But I also, on top of that, make sure that I make this an active process. So if I'm meeting this person, Matt, yeah, Matt. Oh, hi, Matt. Nice to meet you, Matt. I'm going to say their name three times in the first 10 seconds of meeting them while looking at them so that I can internalize in my brain that I just have to simply look at them to remember their name. And it's just so funny how many people don't do shit like this. Like not just with this name example, but don't do things that are based on, huh, I wonder if I'm just human and I'll forget things. What can I do to make sure I don't forget these things? They're just, they're just okay with it. They're just okay with forgetting people's names. If you've ever read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, you know that the a person's favorite word is their name. Everyone's favorite word is their name. So the amount of persuasion and influence that you hold when you are able to remember people's names is so much greater than that of not that it's just kind of insane to me that when people hear a name, they just brush it off as if that is not a core piece of information that needs to be remembered. So part of it is even just acknowledging how important it is for you to remember that because the next time when they see you, you're like, oh, oh sorry, I forgot your name. Oh, yeah, no problem, Matt. Oh, so now I feel bad. Yeah. Oh, no problem. Yeah. Now I have all the power. Great. Moving on. You don't know my name. I remember yours. Who has the power? I do because you love me. Okay. And I'm not even, I'm not using these powers for bad. Okay. I'm using these, this power for good. Right. Uh, I'm like a businessman and so are you guys. Like, so why, why would you not want this to help you? All right. But this comes to with everything. Now, here's the secret that I've been doing with this podcast. The best way to learn is to what? Is to teach. So essentially for me, what these podcasts are on the grand scheme for me, like over the next couple of decades, is that the podcasts are a way for as I learn things in entrepreneurship, then I formulate them into such easy to understand teaching topics so that I can turn them into content. And then that content obviously does so much for me. But ultimately, the, the thing that it's doing for me uh, over the next like 20, 30 years is now that I have learned it uh, and then simplified the information down to a teachable manner and then taught it and put out that podcast, the chances that I'm going to remember it are vastly higher than if I didn't have the means of then teaching this information to anyone. So I'll remember it. And then the other thing is I'll have examples because I will have compiled the information in a way that is easy to understand and I can back it up with points so that when I teach people in the future or I need to remember for myself or if I'm doing a speech or if I'm doing a Q&A and it, like people could ask me a question and I can have an answer for it and I can have examples already ready because it used to be a podcast episode for me. And if I spoke about some topic for 20 to 40 minutes with a bunch of examples that I came up with, the chances that I'm going to forget that experience are much less. So it's not just about knowing memory is the most important trait for an entrepreneur. It's memory. 
its memory. That was what I was saying because it, it, it is wisdom, but wisdom only matters if you remember it. So, of course, do things like uh, maybe get some Onnit pills or some omega-3 supplements, stuff like that that's good for your brain. And make sure that you're treating your brain with respect in any manner that you can, right? Making sure your habits are, are good for it and not taking away from it and, uh, and getting good sleep and, and all of these things, right? Maybe you don't remember things as well if you're not well-rested. You don't uh, remember things nearly as well if you're not energetic and, and paying attention. You, you also don't remember things as well if you don't really have an em emphasis on the importance of remembering things. Uh, and it's just, it's just so valuable, guys. It, back in my sales job, too, in Cutco, I had 3,300 customers. If a customer came up to the booth, the chances that I would know their name was very high. I had one day I was working with someone. I had six customers come up. I knew all of their names. And he was like, he was like, what the fuck? And he's so funny because he, he, he was like, let me try this. And he would just like tell people like, oh, I remember you guys. And like, just like, they'd be like, we've never even seen you. We've never bought these in our life. What are you talking about? <laughs> it, it was funny. Like you, you can't fake this, right? So it's like you remember it or you don't. But I commit these things to memory as I learn them, as I hear them, because I know how important they'll be. So you placing more emphasis on the importance of remembering things, it will naturally help you remember them so much more. But don't forget how important repetition is, because if you just hear someone's name one time versus three times, man, you got more more than a three times chance of remembering it if you say it three times. It's it's way more than that because the one time just really doesn't register. Um, so know that you're human, understand your limitations, and know how to booby trap yourself for success and do so. And the way to do that is make sure when you're introducing yourself to people that could be a positive influence in your life, which is all of them, that you make sure you, you say their name in some way three times. Uh, what's your name? Matt? Oh, Matt? Oh, good to meet you, Matt. Okay, boom, done. They say Matt. I say, oh, Matt, and I Matt question mark, and they say yes, and I say, oh, nice to meet you, Matt. Okay, that's it. Is a very common uh, uh, teaching topic, actually. Like this, this tip that I just said is is very common. Like uh, uh, among CEOs, a lot of them do this, and people just look at CEOs like, dang, they are so gifted, and they're like, no, I just understand my limitations as a human, and I set myself up so they don't affect me. So get out there. Take some action and remember that shit, right? Internalize it. Teach it to someone else. Maybe you don't have to have a podcast to teach it, but maybe you just say, let me try to find an entrepreneur, a friend. That's why like, I love like when my friends reach out for advice. I'm like, finally, I can give some advice and not feel like obliged to charge for it, <laughs> even though I, I would if they really wanted like a lot, a lot of advice. But if they want a quick call, love doing that for my friends. I mean, even you guys get a free call, right? But like, even if you don't buy, I see it as such a win for me because I'm like, dang, I got to teach them that this and this and this specifically for their business. And I came up with some new examples. Like now I have internalized that even more. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and uh, go check out my other podcast, Instagram Marketing Pros, if you need some uh, more content in your life from me today. Otherwise, have a great week and I will see you for the next episode on Thursday morning.